Blog Talk Radio. Our show is for entertainment purposes only. The opinions expressed by the hosts and guests on this show are not necessarily those of TPPC.TV's web TV show, radio show, blog, or sponsors. Don't use the medical information obtained here as a substitute for a visit to your vet. If you think your pet is sick, get help immediately. Welcome to Pets Teachers So Much Radio with your hosts, stars of TPPC TV, Robin and Joseph Everett. Hello, everyone, and woofy woo. Everett and Everett here. I'm Robin Everett. And I'm Joseph Everett. Welcome to our show, Pets Teachers So Much. We're animal advocates, pet lifestyle experts, and pet trendologists, bringing you the latest pet news and celebrity gossip. As always, we have great content. It's the most up-to-date info for you and your pet's health and safety, brought to you in a very real, raw, gritty, and not sugar-coated format. Today on Pets Teaches So Much Radio, we have four guests that we interviewed at the Super Pet Expo. We have PJ NY Dogwares, Karen Varley. We have Antler Ridge Wildlife Sanctuary's Kelly Simonetti talking about porcupines. We have a canine car fence, Iris Stoll. We have a Tom Caramonico from Mars Pet Care, so we do have quite a lineup. And we have tons of current news stories for dog lovers and for cat lovers and for... Dolphin lovers? I thought you were going to go with porcupines. Well, porcupines, too. We did porcupine last week when we were saying this show was... Oh, were right? we? Okay. Right. I think I if forgot. I didn't put dolphins and porcupines, and the reason I said dolphin is because on Antenna TV or Me TV on Facebook, they had a clip or a still shot from Flipper. Oh, I love Flipper. Yeah, when they were at the end of the dock and Flipper was there Flipper. and they were in their cutoff. So it just, you know, brought that back some good great. memories. I love Flipper. Mm-hmm. Plus, we have a... <laughs> I can sing the whole song if you want me to. Please, no. We've Don't a... sing it now. We have a groovy group on Facebook. The TPPC.TV Pat Lover Crew. Check us out. Join in the fun. Post your pics, scoop events, and you and your pets can hang out with the coolest pets on the net. If you have news or you'd like to be on our show, send an inquiry to info at tppc.tv. Please check out our blog and like us, too. So I wanted to tell you something that happened at Super Pet Expo last week. Last weekend was Super Pet Expo. It was gigantic, like 26,000 people in three days through this giant convention center. And we had the pet fashion show. It was a big hit. We, and we also did uh, the radio interviews, which you'll hear in a little bit. Yeah. But. We should just let everybody know our sound at these events and as any of the, these events that you hear with the with some of the background. It is a live event at the show and there's a lot of background, but we did bring it up to levels that you should be able to enjoy. Yeah, because you're in a huge convention hall and yeah. you're, we're doing a live show. So we're on a stage. And I'm a perfectionist. Well, yeah. Especially when it comes to, you know, 
What do you? I know. What are you going to do? Just enjoy. You know what? <laughs> it was it was a really good, interesting. No, that's a, that's really bad grammar. It was a re, it was a really great show. There was a lot of. I mean, I could not stop getting up from the table and getting out of my chair to run and hug all the special little doggies that I like and little furry animals uh, going by. And they, it wasn't only doggies. There was kitties and all kind of reptiles. There and, was a hor- a mini horse, therapy horse. There was a goat, a porcupine. What was the porcupine's name again? Teddy. Teddy. Of course uh, she named it Teddy because you want to hug it like a teddy bear. You uh, can't. You can't hug it. Oh, my goodness. She took the, the glove that she used. I remember it was almost like the gloves you used for your fireplace, one of those big, heavy leather gloves, the longer ones. She just scooted them up to get on his little bench, his little perch to sit inside his, his little container. And when she pulled the glove out, what did it look like? It looked like another porcupine. It looked like another porcupine. I mean, the quills were loaded. And, yes. and the porcupine wasn't pissed off. No, he's like, I'm used to it. But he did. I I saw him bristle a little bit, whatever it was, a noise or something, and his 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 stickers went up, his quills went up, and I was like, Ooh, yeah, that that would hurt. That is some defense mechanism, isn't yes. it? Yes, it is. Ow, yes. ow. That's all I ow. said when they were finding your ass. I was like, ow. But um, I wanted to talk to you about a, a little Sheltie dog that came to the show. So we had some baskets for sale at our booth, and they were filled with dog toys and treats and things. So this lady came up to the table, and she had three Shelties. And in case you don't know, Sheltie is like a little lassie dog. So she had three Shelties, and then one came up to the table and looked at this one basket right in front of me and looked at her and then looked at me. I looked at the basket, and she said to me, he told me he wants that basket. Now, you know, like, when you sense an old soul, like, this dog really told her that he wanted the basket. Because the other two dogs were like, whatever. They're looking around. Right. They're not even paying attention. I was was dumbfounded. I I just, like, whoa. So the dog looks at her. Looks at me, looks at the basket, and then she said, okay, he wants that basket. He wants me to buy him that basket. I put it in a bag for her. She gave the dog the money, and the dog walked around to the side of the table mm-hmm. and handed me the money. Mm-hmm. And Joe had turned around at that time. I said, honey, you didn't see this dog. Just hand me the money. And she goes, I'll do it again. Gave her back the money, gave it to the dog. Dog walked over, handed us the money. Now, what, like, it's it's almost like there's a human in that furry body. I mean, our dogs do things for treats. You could train them, but this dog was, this dog it had just a, made you think. I'm like, this dog, I, 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 yeah, hey. The dog was an old soul. Yeah. I, and I saw the whole thing. I saw the dog look at the basket, look at her. And when she said he told me he wanted it, he wants me to buy it for him. I didn't even think twice. I'm like, yeah, he did. I saw the whole thing. Anyway. It was just pretty amazing. No drinking, no smoking at this time. Yeah, I'm not making it out either. No. But uh, before we get on to our interviews, is there anything else you want to say about uh, Super Pet Expo? I mean, we had a fabulous turnout. Everybody it's a really a great, great event for Jersey for people with pets. To First of all, 
it's a great thing to do when you're stuck in the house in the winter in yeah. the East Coast. And we happened to luck out and get decent enough weather that the roads were clear and people are able to commute to the event. But it's a whole day event, and it gives something for people to do with their family. I mean, there's popcorn, there's there's events. Licorice. There's, yeah, the guy next door selling this licorice. Let me tell you. $4 each, three for 10 $4 each, three for 10 And this guy was whipping out this licorice. And he was like the, this big licorice stick. Big, big. Giant. Time. It had to be about, I would say they were about. No, they were about uh, three feet. Three feet. Yeah, three foot. An arm's yeah. left. My arm's left. Yep. Yeah, they were three foot long, and he was whipping these things out for four dollars a pop or three for ten. And if he had an extra dollar for every time somebody asked him, "Are those for dogs or people?" Oh, uh, people. He was going people treats. People treats. People treats. And I was just, you know, really just like, you know, I was having it in a moment because you get all sticky doing that. Yeah. And I hate tick. And that's short for stick. And and we were so crazy because Saturday we had the fashion show and Sunday we had the radio show. So it was just nonstop. And the event was 10 in the morning till 8 at night. And Friday it was until 9. I mean, it was... It and was, you got to set up. You got to bring all yeah. the equipment. You know, you, you think even though this little podcast, the radio show, it's just... But the equipment you need and everything and everything else that associated with, mm-hmm. you know, computers and stuff, it just... You know, it's it's a lot. Logistically, it's a lot. Yep. So shout out to Partners in Sound, who did yes. our DJ Partners work. Partners in Sound always kicks butt. Yep. To Cynthia Soroka Dunn, who did uh, our photography. To um, the management at Super Pet Expo, Eric and Alex did a great job. And uh, to Terry Thorstein. I was just going to say, a cat lady. Who brought Coco the... Couture Cat and was one of our judges. Coco was looking fabulous. If you check out our Instagram and Facebook, you'll see some beautiful pictures. So shout out and thank you very much for coming. And also to PJ NY Dogwear, to Karen Farley, who's she, I mean, her fashion. Our stuff is just cool. It's, you know what? It's not, believe me, I buy my two little furry ones, my two little poor kids. Every frilly little pet outfit that's out there, I will clean out an aisle and bring them all home for them. But PJNY has outfits that make sense. That they're they're coats and they make sense for the weather. Yeah. Especially for little dogs that are cold, like you know. It doesn't actually up to big dogs. I mean, she's got them. She's got them for all sizes, and it's just such logical, cool. Yeah. Really nice stuff. I don't know if you noticed, there was a giant, muscly, beautiful pit bull that left wearing the uh, faux leather with rhinestone yeah, skull and crossbone yeah. on the back. And he looked badass, yeah, I have to it was, say. It was really cool. He did it. He did look like a fantastic fashion plate. So, um, honey, do you want to take a quick break? And when we come back, we're going to talk about... Um, Kim Gauthier's article, Pet Owners Should Allow Rumors to Inspire Research. And we'll be right back. There's dogs that you should know about who live in your hometown. Animals of all kinds, you can see them all around. From the 
taken of your pet your pet is the most treasured companion so why not have a photo of them ariel star productions can help you go to www.tazphoto.com that's www.tazzphoto.com to see the many pet photos we have taken through the years that's www.tazphoto.com and make sure when you email or call us to mention hearing about us from robin at tppc and joe uh we're going to put um some pictures out that cynthia took uh i mean we've been feeding mouth slowly they're just really fantastic she did a great job howdy to jay drew in the chat room hello drew hello drew so this is an article that uh, Kim Kimberly wrote. Pet owners should allow rumors to inspire research. She said recently she's been hearing a lot about a raw food brand, Blue Ridge Beef. Is this a reputable brand? How are dogs doing on their raw meals? Shortly after someone posts a query, someone responds with a list of rumors about how Blue Ridge Beef does business. After following this discussion several times, they started to wonder if these rumors were true. What people said about Blue Ridge Beef. She said there are, these are questions about uh, mainly about where they source their meat. There are questions about the quality and the safety, and there are questions about the professionalism of the employees. So she said that um, the forums were actually talking about a lot of different things. She said the awesome things about forums is that you have an opportunity to speak with people who have the same interests. The dangerous thing about forums is that we become comfortable and forget that they're just regular people sharing, not experts. She followed many discussions, and it left her scratching her head. There were a lot of accusations, but no proof. She said um, to visit her blog, Keep the Tail Wagging, to read the response that she actually received from Blue Ridge Brief. But she said, do you believe the rumors? Despite the fact that we know how fast rumors spread on social media, there are people who are believing what they've read about this particular food. She's not convinced that the rumors are facts. If you read rumors about a particular brand that you're interested in for your dog, there are a few t- tips to flesh out the truth. She said, ask pet professionals, talk to your veterinarian. If you have a local pet store, Speak with the owner and the employees and people who work in the pet industry actually may have concrete information. She said, reach out to the brands. You can send an email, but you might be able to speak to someone on the phone as well. Let them hear that you sincerely want to learn about their brand and search online for complaints. See if a dog owner has started a site to collect complaints about a brand. 
Have complaints been issued to the Better Business Bureau? Does the FDA or other government organization have news about the brand? She said, don't be too quick to jump on board about the rumors you hear online. Instead, satisfy your curiosity by doing your own research. And in the end, she wasn't actually able to confirm any of the rumors about Blue Ridge Beef. It's kind of interesting. Because this happens all the time. I mean, I can give you 100 brands that I've heard stuff about. So, it does happen. But, do you have any comment at all? No, I agree totally. Okay. I'm one that, you know, I'm the one that look at, looks up reviews mm-hmm. and goes and, and investigates as far as I can go, yep. talk to someone, look to see where the, where the product is being bought at, the demographics, and, mm-hmm. you know, I usually, you know how much research I do. Yes, you, you research, honey. You research till there's nothing left to find. So, let's. Go ahead on to you want to do an interview? Yeah, let's do let's do PJNY. Okay. This is an interview we had at Super Pet with Karen Varley. Let's give a listen. Hello everyone. And we'll be I'm Robin Everett. And I'm Joseph Everett. Welcome to our show. Pets teach us so much. We're animal advocates, pet lifestyle experts, experts, pet trendologists. Bringing you the latest in the happenings here at the Super Pet Expo. This, broad, this broadcast that we're doing today is a tape that can be listened to on cbcc.tv online, on the podcast, on iTunes, Stitcher, and on our site. So welcome and thanks for joining us. So our first guest today is Karen Barley from PJNY Dogware. Karen, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Robin and Joe? Well, we are fantastic. Now, yesterday, we had a blazing fashion show with all of your great fashion. What did you think about that? The fashion show was so much fun. There were so many creative ideas. It was so hard to pick a winner because everybody looked so fantastic. <laughs> Here we go. We're just doing a microphone switch. <laughs> it's all right. Try that, Karen. It's okay. But the winner, the Jimi Hendrix dog, that was definitely a showstopper. That costume was so cool, this little 60s dog that looked just like his mom. Yeah, they were matching. It was great, matching Jimi Hendrix mom and dog. So you have this company, PJNY Software, and pet fashion has been evolving. Tell us how it's evolved over the past three years. Pet fashion has really come a long way. As people's relationships change with their pets, people consider themselves pet parents now, and they want their dogs to look good and feel good, and I mean, people are doing couture for dogs now, some of the top designers like Ralph Lauren are doing a line yeah. of dog products, it has really come a long way. It sure has. Now, uh, some of the benefits. Well, I just, I'm sorry to interrupt there, darling, yeah. but poor parents really are taking their pets serious. They yes. want their pets to be comfortable, like this, like this time of year. They want them to be in nice, fluffy, comfortable, warm well, coat, I do. just like us. Yeah. You know, we we're very serious about our pets. Yeah. Right. Just had to get that out. Yeah. When have you ever been stopped or held back in any way by voicing your opinion? Occasionally. <laughs> I would imagine. When there's lumps in the gravy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I would imagine he's never stopped in his opinion. No, never one. Never one. 
So we want to talk a little bit about your commitment to animal shelters and giving back. Talk, tell us what you do. We donate 10% of our sales to a featured shelter, and my commitment to the shelters is everything. It's why I started this. I wanted to find a way to give back. You know, to, uh, all three of my dogs are rescued, and they've changed my life. And I do everything I can to help the shelters. A lot of them rely solely on donations, especially the smaller ones. They don't get any government funding or, you know, they, they rely on donations. So right. I donate 10% of my sales to a feature shelter. That's really nice. We love to hear that. And as always, put on a fantastic fashion show. Everybody is so excited you're here. Your booth number is 534. We're having a great time. Pet fashion is available there. Thank you so much for joining us, Karen. Thank you. Before Karen goes, give her her website. Oh, yeah. Tell everybody your website. Oh, it's www.pjnydogwear.com. Fantastic. Karen, we thank you. Thank, thank you, Karen. So that was Karen Varley. Now, what she was talking about with the with the fashion show was the first place winner was a woman who was dressed in a 60s outfit, and she had a poodle that was like n- not a giant, giant poodle, but not a little poodle, <laughs> like a mid-sized poodle. <laughs> and it was kind of uh, brownish hair. Very cool poodle, though. <laughs> yeah, he was like, you could tell he was like a badass poodle. And he well, had, you know, it's funny. It was a lot of badass animals. Yes, there it were. It was badass poodles, dogs, cats, yeah, reptiles. Yeah. It was all good. She wasn't bad. She couldn't go to that show. So, so the, you know how like the poodles have the poofy hair on the top. So she puts a bandana on him. <laughs> and it's Jimi Hendrix poodle. She she got the outfit, the vest, and a guitar on the back. And when she came up to the table, she said, "Well, do you want me to ham it up?" We said, "Of course." Well, little did we know this poodle is like super highly trained. So she gets up there, and she she holds up her finger and the dog starts walking on his two hind feet and he's like walk 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 with my <laughs> outfit yeah i'm cool so then she pops this box out of like the first row and the dog jumps in the box and completely hides like you can't see him he's all the way down he's hiding <laughs> cool. he jumps out she flips the box over he puts his paws together and he starts to pray and everybody was just hysterical Hysterical. I mean, it was really, really good stuff. So they ended up winning first prize because they're matching oh, outfits. Definitely. They were having a good time. Psychedelic looking. <laughs> yeah, they had a great relationship, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So that's what she was talking about. Yes. Yes. And the second place, by the way, was uh, a dog and his owner, Pipple, who was dressed like Alfalfa from The Little Rascals. It had the thing on top of its head. She had a white headband on it with a little spritzel of the alfalfa sprout, you know, in the back. <laughs> it was cool. And, the, and she had all the little the little um, freckles. Freckles. Yeah. It was just adorable. And a yeah. little overalls, black and white yeah, outfit. It was cool. They were matching. It was cool. And then third place was little Tiki, the um, Chihuahua, that ha- was Marilyn Monroe, had a glam coat on and a glam uh, outfit underneath, beautiful dress. Yes, Drew, all the pups. And and there was two bunnies in the um, competition, too. Um, so it, was, it wasn't just <laughs> Who would have thought two rabbits? But there they were, dressed up. It was a good time. 
So, honey, let's go on to Antler Ridge Rescue. Kelly Simonetti, who um, really just did, does so much for animals. Let's hear what she has to say. Now, our next guest is Kelly from Antler Ridge Wildlife Sanctuary. Now, I want to call it rescue because that's what you do. You're rescuing. You're right. You're right. Now, you brought a guest with you. We did. We brought our porcupine, a North American porcupine. His name is Teddy. Um, he, porcupines are native to North America. And, uh, he's staring at me. He's watching Joe with the evil eye. You're getting porcupine eyes. You were a side eye, but now you're porcupine eyes. Yeah, he, he was hit by a car uh, about a year ago, and um, a good Samaritan rescued him off the side of the road, brought him to Antler Ridge, and we um, performed about three surgeries on him. Uh, he had a broken humerus, so first we pinned him, then we rotted him, and then we splinted him, and none of the surgeries took. So being that he's a wild animal and has to climb to get off the ground, um, he's really not able to climb, so we've deemed him an education animal, and we have a permit for him, and now we take him out so that we can educate the public on what North American porcupines look like and how they act. Kelly, why do you use a uh, leather glove? Obviously, it's because of the, I guess because of the needles that's on him. But how does a porcupine, you know, protect themselves in the wild? Good question, Joe. Um, normally, porcupines are slow movers on the ground, and when they feel threatened, they'll try to climb up a tree. And if they can't get up the tree fast enough, they will cor curl up in a ball at the base of the tree and then expose their back quills. And they don't shoot their quills, as most people might think. They just hit you with their tail, and by hitting you with their tail, they release their quills, and they can release about two to 300 quills at a time. So when we move Teddy around, we don't actually pick him up. We just encourage him to move along. Kiko, you have, you, you have to see this. She had a leather glove, and all she did was just help, uh, what's name, Teddy? Teddy, yeah. Help Teddy onto his shelf to sit. And when she brought the glove out, it was covered, covered in quills. Yeah, and the quills actually have a barb on the end of them, like a fish hook. So when you hit the quill, it goes into your skin and it stays in there, and that's their other defense mechanism. So in order to remove those quills, you actually have to use pliers to pull them out. And I wouldn't recommend you do it on your own. I would say if your dog got quilled by a porcupine, you go to the vet immediately. Ow. Yeah, because like the Roach Motel, once you check in, you don't check you don't out. <laughs> <laughs> have a lot of our animals have, education animals have a purpose at the sanctuary. So Teddy being a very unique animal, uh, in addition to quilling you when you move him, he also sheds the quills like dogs shed their fur. And we collect the larger quills and we're capable of, uh, we cut them and we make little jewelry out of them. So we have porcupine bracelet jewelry that we sell here. And that's really nice. And that's to help your, your outfit that you're doing yes. to help rescue and help you continue with yes. your services. Yes, thank you. So some of our other education animals, uh, on our normal season when we're rescuing, we will rescue all mammals native to North America, being fawns, raccoons, skunks, chipmunks, rabbits, whatever people will find. Um, and some of our other animals that we have are livestock animals. So today we have with us little Juno, is a little a little alpine goat that we rescued from the storm, hence the name Juno, in 3D. 
greasy as you know. Um, he was born a twin, and his mother rejected him, so we have him at the farm, and we will rehome him and adopt him when he's ready. Excellent. He is so adorable and so soft. I didn't know he was It's the hair conditioner we use. <laughs> <laughs> Even look at a teddy on this thing. It's very adorable. Teddy's very small. Out. But not to be fat. Not to be fat, yeah. yeah. Sure. I know somebody like that. She looks so adorable. Yeah, but that's not the real house. Don't pet her in the middle of the night. Yeah, really. Can I have some more guys? Two o'clock on Sunday when we take you to the emergency room. <laughs> well, it's always a pleasure, Kelly. We're so uh, so pleased that you were able to join us at the Super Pet Expo, and we thank you so much for all you do and all oh, the care of taking care of all the all the poor animals that are being rescuing and need a home. Thank you so much for supporting us. Your your goodwill and all the work you do with your program really helps us out a lot. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure, Kelly. Take thank care. Bye bye. Bye. And that was Kelly Simonetti. So uh, I have to say, the porcupine was uh, side-eyeing you. <laughs> From his enclosure, he's like, I'm watching you, Joseph. Okay, with well, you know. I have something for you. <laughs> and his tail really is a little club. It's like maybe like five or six inches, and it looks um, very, it's very concentrated with quills. And I just could not imagine getting hit by that. That would, oh, holy crow. Yeah. Wouldn't be good. Ow. Yeah. Ow. Yeah. And we're sitting here in the studio, and as she's talking about it, we're going, ow. <laughs> Double ow. Oh. So uh, our next guest, after we interviewed Kelly, was Ira Stoll. Now, Ira invented a very unique product called the Canine Car Fence. Let's keep your pets safe in the car. So let's let's hear a few words from Ira. And we're back with our next guest. Our next guest is Ira Stahl. He's the inventor of a fantastic new product called the K9 Car Fest. How are you doing, Ira? I'm doing very well. Thank you guys for having me. We're so happy you're here. Tell us how you got into this business. Well, I've been inventing since I was like 10 years old. And one day I was driving. I have two little dogs, Peanut and Barrel. And Peanut always has problems, and he weighs about six pounds, eight pounds. And I suddenly stopped one day, and he went flying on the floor. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Oh my God, another accident, another operation." But thank God he was fine. So I went home immediately. I took everything out of my garage, netting, piping, tubing, wire, everything you can imagine, and I started to create this product. And I've worked on it for over four years to try to perfect it as best I can to make it safe for dogs. And now I'm proud to say I have the canine car fence, uh, which keeps the dogs safe in the front seat, back seat, large dogs, small dogs, all different types of dogs. It's funny, uh, Ira, I was just going to ask you, is there any size restrictions on this? Well, I have seen at the show some dogs that look like horses and some look like bears. So I guess you could say there's restrictions, but in generally not. We've done testing on the smaller one, and we know that it's good for a sudden stop at 35 miles an hour for a 70-pound dog. Most people don't realize if you do nothing to protect your dog, a 35-pound dog at 35 miles an hour equals 1,800 pounds of pressure, enough to knock the driver out cold. And that's another reason why I created this. It's not your typical hammock. It's a high-wire act that when the dog hits the net, they bounce back before they hit the floor 
or the dashboard or the chair behind him. Ira, what's your opinion on the uh, restraint laws in New Jersey? I think more states need them to be tougher because I was one of the people that didn't drive around and I got in, almost got in a couple accidents myself. And we're not just protecting the dog, we're also protecting the driver, we're also protecting the other drivers that were near you. So I think we definitely needed some kind of laws. Well, I have to add my opinion to that. Being in rescue, fire rescue, and EMS for over 30 years as a career, I've seen many accidents. And unfortunately, you know, you drive by, you see someone sitting in the car and they have their little doggy or their little cat on, your la on their lap. What they're, not what they're not realizing is the second collision. Not even the collision with the car that's striking you. What happens on the inside of your vehicle when that explosive device that sets off your airbag, when that goes off and you have your little pet sitting on your lap, they're not restrained. They're going to take all that trauma and most likely they're not going to survive. And again, they can cause other passengers or people in the car to also be injured or killed up there because of their flying bodies. It's a really horrible mess. I've seen some ugly sights, and it's a shame to have your pet to go through that. Again, everybody drives by, you see the little pet sitting on someone's, someone's lap. I still smile and say hello, but when, you think, but when you think about it, you know, you should really secure your pet. Oh, I totally agree, and most people don't realize every state has a law that is called distracted driving. So if you have your dog in your lap, I know in Pennsylvania, I know somebody got pulled over and the police officer was going to give them a $1,000 fine because the dog was on their lap. Only gave her a warning, but he said if he saw her again, a $1,000 fine. It's just like driving down the street with makeup on or you're not looking. You have to pay attention when you're driving. Ira, how easy, it is, how easy is your device to install and take down uh, in the vehicle? Okay, there is a setup product that you have to put a couple straps in. Once they're in, everything snaps in, snaps out with no tools. There's never a screwdriver, pliers, anything to install the, the product from the get-go and or to remove it. So the, the smaller version, which we call the Deluxe, takes about 10 to 15 seconds to remove out of your car once you have the setup in, and it takes about 15 to 20 seconds to put back in. The XL, which is the full back seat, does take like maybe 30 seconds to take down and less than a minute to put back up. Everything snaps in, snaps out, rolls up, and can be put away into the trunk or in the back seat or wherever you want. Uh, wouldn't you say that you should you should treat your pet with this device like the child infant seat and keep them in the back to be a little bit more safer because you don't, you wouldn't want that airbag to go off. Well, most people don't realize that my, one of my devices is good for the front seat or back seat for a certain weight. You have to check with your okay. car manufacturer. Airbags will not, the newer airbags will not deploy until about 85 pounds. Why? Because they don't want you to grab your child, throw them in the front seat to go get a gallon of milk and not strap them in properly. So a lot of the cars today, all the new cars, will not deploy unless it's a certain weight. So yes. Is it safe for the backseat? Yes. But the airbags will not go off if you have check your manual to make sure that whatever your weight limit is. Ira, excellent. Thank you. Thank you guys very much for having no, me. Hold on, Ira. Oh, I'm but, sorry. No that's not a lot of time in the old process that you've described. It's not a lot of time to view your passengers and your pet space. So I think it's a great idea.
Oh yeah, it, people don't realize you have a minor accident like what almost happened to me on my first time when I invented this with peanuts. That well, you walk in an emergency emergency um, a hospital for a dog, it's a thousand dollars out of your pocket. Oh, yeah. So to spend a hundred or a hundred and whatever, it it doesn't pay to hurt your dog or hurt yourself because you're going to be as much pain as they are. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys very, very much. Hi, it was a pleasure meeting you. We really like your idea. Great, thank, thank you. you. Good job. And that was Iris Stahl. Yeah, the last thing I said, which was kind of hard to hear because I moved a little bit uh, to the left of the microphone. The last thing I said was it's not a lot of time to install a device that's going to save your pet, maybe save your life, save your pet's life. And then, you know, Ira mentioned you're going to save a lot on a potential vet bill. So that was very, very true. He was a good guy. Yeah. It was a nice device. Yeah. Yeah. If we had larger pets, our, we use the Sherpa uh, carriers, and I'm not doing this for any type of uh, sponsor or, or anything. It's just the type of carrier we happen to be using for our small little pets. And we put, run the seatbelt through their, their carriers and – as you know, when you before an accident, if you jam on the brakes, you feel that seatbelt pull in or, or or grab you. That holds that carrier back there securely, and they and they're secured inside, and the carrier secured to the seat. Mm-hmm. So it's about the best thing we can think of and do use, use for a smaller cat. Yeah. Whether it's a you know cats of that size is about the same size as a dog or or whatever. Like I said, whatever type of pet you have. Drew is in the chat room, and he said, "Awesome interviews." Thank you, Drew. Thanks, Drew. We have one more. Uh, Tom Caramonica from Mars Pet Care. Very Caramonica. Caramonica, sorry. He'll say that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I said it wrong there, too. Um, it was interesting. Uh, they had the Marvelous Mutts pet show, and you could say, oh, it was a dog show or whatever. But the thing was, the emphasis was on the fact that they were all rescued dogs. Yes. And these people own the dogs. Uh, you know, they they are their pets, and um, they were awesome. They did all kind of agility and dock diving, and I mean, just amazing. Uh, Drew said tremendous information. Some of what I too never thought of, especially the airbag. That's true. That's true. Very good point. So let's listen to uh, what Tom has to say. And we're back with Super Pet with our next guest, Tom Caramanic. Caramonica, yes. Caramonica, Caramonica, yes. We're so happy that you're here uh, with us. Um, Tom is from Mars Pet Care. Formerly, I guess, with uh, Neutro. Well, Mars um, has owned Neutro and Green for a while, but we also just acquired Ion Duke and Evo. Evo is the major sponsor today. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's what uh, we're here to talk about is pet food. And, you know, I have to say, being a sponsor, you've uh, also sponsored the Marvelous uh, Hunt. Yeah. It's always great to see the dogs use their true ability where mostly they're laying around, but it's, it's really it's a activity level. So tell us a little bit about the different kinds of pet food on Well, the key to pet food is ingredients. Um, most pet foods will give you the minimal requirement um, based on the AFCO requirements. Um, and different pet foods have humanized their pet food. The dog itself has moved over the last 20 years from the backyard to the living room to where now 80% of all pets sleep in the bed or in the bedroom, in the bedroom of their owner. 80% I didn't know. Yes, that high. Okay. So the key to that is that people are now feeding their pets as they want to feed themselves. So the quality of pet foods have gotten much better and 
their foods are designed towards their owner's needs. Interesting. Interesting. So, uh, about the food itself, is eating a higher-end holistic type really that much better than the lower-end brand? We believe so. Um, we compare feeding a, a higher-quality food to feeding a well-cooked meal at home for a human versus eating McDonald's. So you're getting more of your vitamins and minerals, your antioxidants, the things that make your dog live longer. And everybody wants their best friend to be around forever. That's the truth. I mean, they never seem to live long enough when you think about it. But they allow you to live when you think about it. So it's, it is uh, a lot of, uh, it's been a lot more emphasis in the consumer market. Consumers are getting better educated. So tell us why it's important to actually feed your, your pet the best food. The, the key to all pet foods is feeding the right food for your dog. So some dogs tend to have food allergies where you would want to use a limited ingredient diet. Some people believe in feeding uh, holistic foods, which means whole. So the whole ingredient is in the food, where they put the cranberry, the pumpkin, the banana, in the foods. So you're getting the vitamins and minerals naturally. So it's really, you will see a performance with almost any premium food. Um, some better, some target skin and coat, some target muscle. Some target the whole thing, and, and the key is ingredients and quality. And the better the quality of food, you see a much better performance in your dog. And people always say, when you spend more on your food, is it really worth it? And you see it in ingredients, and you feed it, you see it in cup size and feeding. And a big bag really works out to be about a dollar fifty a day feeding your dog, and that's a, less than a cup of coffee for most people. That's true. That's a good point. Now. There's been a lot of focus on food, but there's also been a lot of focus on trees, both good and bad, in the market lately. So tell us about your suggestions in that area. There are many types of trees. People um, had the big scare of all the trees that came out of China, so now they've gone more to the made in America or uh, found out where the foods are made. The key to your treat is treating minimally or smaller size. So it doesn't know size, they know they're getting a treat. And most people don't realize that an average size biscuit is equivalent to a quarter cup of food. So we wow. tend to overfeed our dogs. What size biscuit was that? The, your average, I'm sorry, what size biscuit? Your average biscuit? regular size milk bone biscuit is almost a quarter cup of food in ingredients. A so the kids, cup of food. Right. So what we tend to do is instead of giving the dog attention, we tend to treat them with food instead of the petting and everything else. So the smaller the treat, the more frequently you can treat your dog without putting on the weight. And that's what people have to be more worried about is the frequency of treating, and making sure your dog gets exercise. We tend to worry about the, the wrong things. We sometimes worry about having grain-free instead of not having enough grain. Um, you know, even in human eyes, we worry about Ebola, and we really should be worrying about the flu. So these are things that we should always worry about. But size does matter. And if you tend to do treat a lot, cut back on what you're feeding. Mm -hmm. So where's the best place to buy pet food? We have some great independent pet stores all over the market. Um, your major chains will also be give you a great selection of the premium pet foods that are out there. And most of your employees are there are knowledgeable and will be there to help you find what you're looking for. Okay. So we thank you for joining us today, Tom. And thank you for sponsoring this fantastic event. It's always uh, so much fun. Everybody really enjoys the uh, marvelous month and learning more about the pet foods and the lines that you guys have. So thank, so thank you very much. And over at our booth, we do have three samples. Cool. Thank you.
Time is Tom. So what you heard in the background there, there was a uh, <laughs> there was some Mothra and Rodan. There was a bird rescue, like one aisle over, but the bird squawking, like you could it the sound just bounced around the entire bazillion oh, foot inside of that convention. You center. were, and it's a huge place. Yeah. yeah. Well, picture 28,000 people going through. It's huge. Yeah. And the birds, I mean, they would every, I don't know what would upset them. Maybe it was a dog or a cat, whatever it was. They would just, all of a sudden, they would all start squawk, squawk, squawk. I mean, it was really, by the time. I bet the birds were squawking because. Fag, Joe just picked up the picture of Fagin, Drew. Fagin was sniffing around. Fagin was secretly there. Yep. Terrorizing the birds. Um. It was it was uh, funny because but at the end of the day we just kind of looked at each other and we said our talkers are broken because <laughs> it was several hours of talking to people and your brain was numb from all the barking meowing squawking everything else that was going on. And thank you everybody uh, for coming to visit us and all our. It fans. was a good time. Uh, you know we had Rob uh, my my mother-in-law and father-in-law and mom and dad were there and and they were like wow you guys are pretty. Uh, Pretty, uh, I don't know. I guess they probably thought we didn't know all the fans coming up. and <laughs> Yeah, they were just like, I think their eyes were a little glazed over by the end, too. With the, you know, it's a whole new world yeah. when you really get into uh, into talking. To come to... see two poop heads like us. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, listen, that's it for tonight, guys. We're going to catch you next week with another episode of Pets Teach Us So Much. You have a great weekend for our friends in the Northeast. You gotta stay warm, people. You gotta. Oh, oh, so here's Drew. Oh, I'm sorry I wasn't in attendance. I was in the glory of the sunshine and 70 degree temperatures down in Florida. Yeah, it's gonna be two degrees tomorrow, Drew. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Drew. you, Drew. Thanks, Drew. We love you too, Drew. Good night, everyone. Oh, good night, Drew.